tower 2,000 feet above sea level, and are sheer and precipitous. Vast aprons of scree spread down their lower slopes, while their peaks consist mainly of jagged granite battlements, which would defy even the most experienced mountaineer. As a result, evening comes early in Bleebrybeck, tending to fall over the village in a sudden wave of shadow. The nearest road of any quality is the B5289, which, while it nominally runs between the larger townships of Cockermouth and Keswick, is something of a curiosity. A steep, narrow route, which loops tortuously and somewhat unnecessarily down through the Borrowdale Mountains, only breaking out into the next valley by the perilous Honister Pass, which for much of the year is closed. To hear that the village is also wreathed in tales of witchcraft should have been no surprise to me, and at first it wasn't, but likewise it was of no major interest. I was up here from Oxford, ostensibly to have a few days fooling around with a college pal before we both commenced our third and final year, but in reality to break something to him that had been churning my guts out for the last six months. You and Francine, he said, looking startled over his pint of countryman's gold. We faced each other across a table in the mountain drove, Bleebrybeck's quaint oldie-worldy tavern. All around us Sunday lunchtime life went on. Groups of walkers guffawed over their baskets of trout and chips. A young family were also eating, their youngest member, a toddler in a high chair, constantly and furtively passing chicken nuggets to the cocker spaniel hiding under the table. "'I know it's a shock,' I replied." but I didn't want you to find out from the wrong people. And who are the wrong people, Richard? I don't think Perlock meant it to be a clever question. He still looked as if he was in a state of shock. Anyone but me. Look, Dean, we've been friends a long time. I value that too much to let something like this get in the way. But not so much for it to stop you jumping in bed with my girlfriend. It wasn't like that, I said. And despite his sense of outrage, it wasn't. To start with, Francine had not really been his girlfriend. He'd had a crush on her throughout our time at Corpus Christi. He dated her, he danced with her, he'd even kissed her at the occasional party. But he'd never actually gone out with her. And I knew this because she'd told me herself. At first she'd found his infatuation flattering, then endearing but finally, inevitably, a bit of an irritation. It wasn't that he was overly persistent, he didn't pester her to death, yet he was always there, in the background, available for a chat if nothing else, ever ready to push his luck if he sensed she was in a receptive or vulnerable mood. Given his big, ungainly frame, his reddish hair and weathered complexion, I'd imagine this was the only way he'd ever really be able to worm his way into the affections of young ladies. They would certainly have made no approach to him, his good nature and easy humour notwithstanding. So that's it, he said, with a matter-of-fact shrug. I hadn't expected violence or anger. I'd only known Perlock for two years, but those were two years of intimate association in that typical university style— so I'd been certain that he wasn't going to throw his drink at me, or turn the table over, or anything like that. But I hadn't expected him to be so strangely calm. It's 
Best if it's out in the open, Dean. He nodded sagely. And I suppose I ought to thank you for leaving it until the last day. I mean, you're going back this afternoon, aren't you? If you'd told me when you got here on Thursday, it would have spoiled the whole weekend, wouldn't it? Isn't it best if we're just grown up about this? How long have you been seeing her? I tried to smile. Seeing her is probably too strong a term. Shagging her, then. Come on, Dean. All right, all right. He made a placating gesture. I appreciate your candour, Rich. I honestly do. An awkward silence followed. I still wasn't sure what had ever made Perlock think that he and Francine had been destined for each other in the first place. He was bright and educated, but still a fairly rough-edged chap. His father was a forestry worker, and though the